June 15, 2022. Here we are at the Lawyer Talk Roundtable, uh, taking on uh, all the biggest topics of the day. How do I know we're going to take on the biggest topics? I, I don't even know what they are. I've got some idea, but Norm is here, and he's always got a list of topics we're going to take, and they're always, they're always the biggest of the day, so that's how I know. It's a full sheet of paper. You see that. It's a full <laughs> sheet of paper. He's got a pad and paper, and he's done research. He spent seven days, seven long, arduous days All in front I, can, of the computer. I, I just have my sheets together, man. Actually, it's probably not in front of the computer. You probably went to the library, and you pulled I all did. the books and the resources uh-huh. and maybe I some did. legal dissennials. I did. I love librarians. <laughs> those little those little granny glasses and the little chain it is sort of a fetish yeah it's, it's super kinky yeah it's like a school teacher librarian look yeah love it hot for teacher yeah, that's right uh, all right so anyway at the round table here where we're taking on the bigger topics as i said we've got uh brett's here norm is here we are ready to rock and roll so let's just get right at it um norm uh, where do you want to go first because i got some ideas too but let's let's hit it well uh i thought i i heard uh, an interview with uh, dr marty mccary so let's talk a little covid news all right covid so, news it is so uh the dictator up north uh, justin trudeau man that guy that guy is out of control he's out of control right mm. so um you know we all know what he did with the truckers but he, he just was diagnosed i think over the weekend or announced over the weekend that he has uh, contracted uh, COVID for the second time. Yeah, I'm not even sure that's true. I mean, I'm sure it's true he's sick, but there's so many false positives in the COVID test. Like, nobody's ever taken, like, people aren't even acknowledged the variants yeah. in the false positives yeah. that occur mm-hmm. in COVID. So you could test positive for COVID and have a cold. So Marty, Dr. Marty, as you know, is a surgeon at Johns Hopkins, very highly regarded. And he is one of the handful of doctors that have been very um, outspoken, about some of the COVID myths and and very critical of the CDC and NIH uh, in terms of their release of information and and how they have politicized uh, COVID and and he's just a straight up scientist he's he's he, he's your classic medical doctor you know no bullshit anyway he said that uh, uh, Trudeau has been vaxxed four times uh, if you if you count the various boosters so he's. He's, you know, he's fully vaxxed as, as people define fully vaxxed. He's had all the boosters and the original vax. And he pointed out how even the boosters, so people who think that they're, you know, that, that they're going to be, you know, somehow immune to COVID, he, he's, Dr. McCary once again has pointed out that the boosters in the original vax are for the original strain of COVID-19. And so these various boosters, are, are they don't do an iota for all of the other subsequent strains. That's not to say that there, there are not immunizations available for those, or I should say some kind of a shot or vaccine, but the CDC has bottled those up. And so the, the latest boosters that you can get Basically, the only thing they're addressing is a strain that has come and gone, and the subsequent boosters are just placebo. Yeah, and they it, feel good about getting them. The, 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 unless you happen to get the original strain from somebody, from some weird little community that that original strain is just now getting to, you know, like somewhere out in the middle of North Dakota somewhere, you know, finally they're getting COVID after the, everybody else for two years is, yeah. you know, right? It's doing nothing for you, and and the proof is that this guy who's is fully boosted has all the has all the latest stuff just got sick for the second time. I mean, and yet he is one of the COVID Nazis out there. Oh, I mean, I, he, yeah, he, I get it. Right. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it, it, I just thought, you know, we are starting now to really see just how crooked this whole thing has been. All you have to do, mm-hmm. look, you, you can you can you can come by this in in several different ways. I have friends who like to come by this with like the worldwide conspiracy theory that there are evil geniuses at the top pulling right. strings and want to kill us all with vaccines. Yeah. I happen to subscribe to a theory uh that is as old as dirt. All you have to do is follow the money. Yeah. All you have to do is follow the money. Right. Who has an interest in the vaccines? Yep. Who is paying for them? Who's getting paid out? Right. And uh, follow the money. So if you have a you have this situation where vaccine companies were granted immunity from lawsuit, and the government contracted to buy all their doses, so what are they going to do? They're going to push vaccines because they're 
Yeah. They're making money. And then, sure. then it's worse because then you have people within the government who have an interest in the vaccines uh, or in the sales of the vaccines. And uh, Dr. Fauci has a, like these people have interests or they own stock in or they have some weird like twice removed way that they're making money yeah. as a result of this. And this is not BS. This is all you have to do is research this. It's all there. Yeah. Um, and so they're pushing the shots. And right now, let's just say like you have this huge supply of shots that you didn't sell because everybody's now realized, well, it's not doing me any good. Everybody's got the vaccines getting COVID anyway. So I, people just don't want it yeah. or they weren't taking it or whatever it is. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to keep pushing them and selling them because they it's about the money. Well, it, it's like the old saying. So there's the old, you know, there's, there's the, uh, the, the quip that goes, you know, if, if the only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, then all your problems look like nails. Yeah. And, and the, the way that the medical establishment has set us up is they have prevented all the other tools. They, they have denied us all the other not tools. Not just prevented, prohibited. Prohibited. Right. Pre- prohibited. Well, my way of saying prohibited. They, right. but they've, pre- they've prevented and obstructed all of the other tools, all of the other therapeutics, all of the other ways to address this, or perhaps even to just herd immunity like, you know, Sweden did. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, at any rate, so then, you know, all the problems – if the only toolbox, if they have on purpose and intentionally given us a toolbox with just that one tool, then everything looks like a, you know, a, it needs a vaccine yeah. because that's all they got be, be, because that's, they've denied us everything else. Well, yeah. you know, I just pulled up the story too. So he was around Biden. He was around Pelosi. Neither one seemed to be all that concerned about yeah, well, getting it. And he, and if he, he's in the window right. of being contagious I'm sure. Well, I'm sure that I'm sure what the that hell? Our, our our fearless leaders have all had this more times than the media will will. Good will point. Now, well, how right. about the, how about the Biden farce on Jimmy Kimmel? So so they show him come out from behind the curtain. He's got his mask on. Then he comes out on stage, is within a couple feet of Jimmy's mouth, like they're facing each other for like two feet away. And they're both expectorating and going on and right. on um, with no it's, mask. It's all lies, lies, damn yeah. lies, more lies. These it's, people are just liars. It's theater. It, it's yeah. it's such yeah. nonsense. Yeah, it really is. And what it's worked. I mean, there's this like these people are grabbing onto the virtue of being COVID yeah. ears, I'll call them. Like right. people who like no matter what, they got their mask on. No matter what, I got 10 shots. No matter what, right. I'm keeping my distance because I'm a good person because I'm not going to jeopardize the health of the world by uh, contaminating everybody. And- you and, know, and you know, and as long as they do that without foring it down my throat, right? Go for it. Yeah, have at it, man. You I actually respect that they make the decision. They're sure. still wearing a mask. If that's what they want to do, that's cool. I don't care. Go shopping I, with a no scuba great. outfit on. I, it's yeah. fine. You know, have have the tanks right. and the snorkel and and yeah. just yeah. have knock, some clothes on. <laughs> I mean, please knock yourself <laughs> out. Have some clothes on. <laughs> you know, I I I got sick around December, and it was three or four weeks of. Right. of up and down and whatever. It was what not, was that called horrible. back then? I got it too. That the, the strain. Flu? No, the strain. Oh, flu. oh, I'm talking about. The, <laughs> I'm talking about the COVID strain. No, yeah, what was, was that thing? Omicron. That's it. Yes, it right, was. Right. Yes, because so I, there's no booster for Omicron, is what Doctor McCary is saying. And now we got a new one. What's the latest one? Is like uh, we had Delta, and then we had yeah. Omicron. I don't right? know what's like Zeta, Beta. Yeah, is that what it? I, I, I keep hearing the monkeypox yeah, thing. That's all I hear. So right, there's a vaccine, which is so. Hold on, Brett. You can't. No, World Health Organization said yesterday you cannot call that monkeypox. That's racist. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, how naming a disease after an animal, you know, like a a mouse, a rabbit, or whatever, a monkey, a giraffe. Yeah. So somehow the word monkey is now racist because they say it is oh my god come on look up the world health organization's (sighs) guidelines on monkeypox so this is where it's crazy because yeah look monkeypox was impacting exponentially more or no no, uh, by ratio more homosexuals right than it was others it's passed by lesions most commonly is what i read in the world and, world and i don't think it was probably just homosexuals was probably people engaged in uh in open sex regular but if you're if you have an op- if you have an open sore and the other per in you're infecting their tissue you know what so you know what they said don't panic 
This is no reason to stay home. Yeah. This is no reason not to go out. Right. This is no reason not to enjoy your right. your right. your lively or your uh, your your fetishes or whatever it is. You know, everything opposite of what they told us with COVID. Right. They said no reason for that. It's such bullshit. It is totally it is such well, nonsense. and the monkeypox virus is transmitted from one person to another by close contact with lesions, lesions. body fluids, yeah. respiratory droplets, yeah, and contaminated materials such as bedding. Home and maybe avoiding casual sex with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. Go out and do all you want. Yeah, that's how it spread. Now right. with COVID, it, they they forced us to stay home. They right. shut down my business. Right. I mean, I mean everybody's business. Sure. They shut right. down businesses. They shut down everybody our lives. but Walmart and Amazon. Everybody except the people with lots of money. Right. Yeah. Who made even lots and lots of McDonald's lot of money. got to stay open. All the other restaurants were closed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they shut down businesses. They shut down lives. They forced us to stay home. They quarantined non-sick people. But with monkeypox, we're actually you could say you can avoid. Uh, contracting this disease by avoiding casual sex with strangers. Right. They're encouraging that because why would we want to discourage that kind of behavior? Right. Well, yeah. yeah, So it harkens back to the whole AIDS thing. AIDS was the same way. The same kind of thing. Let me, let me ask you a lawyer question. All right. If we can shift gears. All right. Next. Are you up to speed a little bit on this Paul Pelosi DUI thing? I am not. I know that it happened. I'm not up to speed, but shoot, I can, I can. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, the no, last it, I heard, it was nothing, no information about it at all. It's kind of shoved down, but that's been a few days ago. So I was just wondering about the timetable. Uh, there's a lot of people saying that it's a little unusual that his, I'm probably not using the right word, but arraignment yeah. is is like two, three months after the incident. Uh, is that kind of standard? You think, or people are? Some things happened already procedurally. So here's the thing. Let's just start this way. Yeah, yeah. This is a public record. I don't know the jurisdiction where it happened. I think it was out east somewhere, right? Napa. Now, oh, I was out in Napa. Yeah. And Pelosi was out east in, in D.C. when it happened. Right. Allegedly, he hit a vineyard worker, or a vineyard worker's truck hit him. It's unclear to, to me who's at fault and all that kind of thing. It should be a public record. Whoever wants to know should be able right. to go to the jurisdiction where this occurred and look up what's been filed. Generally speaking, in our procedure here in Ohio, I don't know California, okay. you would have an arraignment within five business days okay. of your OVI. There are reasons, though, and plenty of good ones and non-nefarious ones where I could continue that. Okay, I could postpone the arraignment. I could, uh, you know, it used to be I would postpone arraignments for days and days and days and weeks. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of reasons I'm not going into, but we could do that. And that may be happening out there. Uh, so it just because he hasn't had anything happen on the case yet doesn't necessarily mean that there's some corruption. Okay. I would. I'm sure he has great lawyers. I'm sure he's oh, got great lawyers. They hired a PR firm on this too. Yeah. I'm sure he's got uh, a team of people working on it. And here's the problem though. Um, and I run into this all the time when I represent sort of high profile cases, Prosecutors get into a spot where they, even if they would give somebody uh, who is not high profile a break, they can't do that to the high profile profile person, or they feel like they can't because uh, they're afraid of making it look like nepotism. And yeah, if, special um, treatment. Special treatment. Yeah. Nepotism might not be the right word. Special. I treatment. know what you meant. Yeah. Um. And uh, in California, though, I don't give them that much credit. I think he, the, he's going to get special treatment. Yeah. He's going to get. Uh, he's going to pay off by donate, do whatever, yeah. uh, and, uh, and he'll get some, he'll get some concessions on the case. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if it's sometime dismissed. And, uh, now that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean anything fraudulent has happened. It yeah. could be that behind the scenes, he's done things like rehab. It could be behind the scenes. He's, he's, they had a diversion program or something, yeah. you know, it, it, all those things are possible. So I, I never would jump to the conclusion that he's getting special treatment yet. Um, and I would also say, if somebody really wanted to find out, all you have to do is go look. I mean, I could go look. Uh, if not online, then I could just get my happy ass on a plane and fly out there. And, well, and uh, it looks like he was hit by a Jeep. He yeah. didn't do. He, you well, know, yeah. you know, the, but he was still intoxicated. Well, I think he was the, point. You know, he was the, above the point oh eight. I think know, the percent. the exact facts are kind of in dispute. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know that they've charged anybody with the accident per se yeah uh it doesn't look like it but, yeah, but but i also have to think I'm, I'm i have nothing against older people but yeah. an 82 year old dude driving a porsche right while his wife 82 years old driving a porsche drunk what nancy, drunk nancy's out of town come uh, yeah and, and so what it's he, else was in the car so my god well, the tmz people all the all you know the whole celebrity kind of media arm 
they all want the dash cam video. They want to find out, you know, why, yeah. why it's so hush-hush, yeah. right? In, in some states, the police dash cam video is public record immediately. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have to wait for the case to close. Yeah. But it would be very interesting to get all the information. Look, if if some big uh, news organization wants to hire us to do their legal commentating, um, I'm, I'm open. So just call me. Well, let's keep our antenna. You can put me on a plane let's and I'll keep, fly out there. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> let's keep our antennas up on that. Um, I also wanted to ask another lawyery kind of question. And we touched on this um, with Jim Irvine from the Buckeye Firearms Foundation. I, you know, so we've talked a little bit about this red flag thing. So this this new law that the bipartisan group got together in in the Senate, worthless, and they haven't written the legislation yet. From what I understand, they have a framework. One of the things is to bump the age from eighteen to twenty one, but perhaps a more troubling thing, and I find that troubling, by the way, just because you know, like, okay, we're going to bump the age on the draft. Then, like, are you telling me that somebody who can be drafted into war, killed, you know, that that person can't have a firearm. Yeah, well, look, Norm, 18-year-olds don't need to defend themselves. Yeah, but but (laughs) let me, well, yeah, let's ask Kyle Rittenhouse. So so let's, let's talk a little bit about red flags, if you would, from a lawyer's point of view. Do you think it would be okay to have a red flag if it was confined only to where a court in an open process where you get to speak for yourself, not a uh, sua sponte kind of proceeding, but one that's open, would it be possible to, uh, do you think it would be a good idea to have a red flag law as long as it's just justiciable? Yeah, here's how, here's how I look at these things. Um, because your as long as premise is never going to be true. And it's sort of, I look at this like the death penalty. In theory, I'm in favor of a death penalty, right? I, I you know, if, but in practice, I am not. And, you know, I, I might run afoul of conservatives. I might run afoul of liberals. No, I no, might run no. afoul of anybody. But I think conservatives are on both sides of that. Swimming around yeah. in, the, in the pool of the court system for the last 26 years, I have learned uh, without, with resounding truth that courts are not always accurate. Courts are sometimes corrupt. Courts are subject to influence of individual personalities, individual beliefs, and political beliefs uh, for certain. Sure. And like the death penalty, it is easy to say that if I kill somebody, I should be executed, except that's not what our law says. If I kill somebody, I might be executed if the prosecutor seeks the death penalty and a jury determines that I should die. And there are a bunch of factors. But what is to distinguish my factors from your factors, Norm, if you kill somebody and they decide you're going to live but I'm going to die? Or, and then there is this pesky problem that every month, if not sooner or re- more regularly, you I, I see a blip on my news screen come up that most people don't get because they don't do what I do, where somebody has been exonerated after serving 20 years in prison mm. on a murder, on a rape, and, and often crimes that could have resort or resulted in a death penalty. So if you think that it's always going to be done correctly, you're wrong. On and this red flag thing. Now, the red be, flag be, thing. Because you're taking, you're taking your experience in other areas of the law and saying, I fully expect the red flag thing to be as messed up as, as everything else. As you, as you have seen and, and other here's things. why. Because okay. let's say I have a gun and, and Brett thinks I'm crazy. You're my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I know this crazy guy. He flies a Nazi flag. He runs around at night uh, doing these maneuvers uh, with his, uh, with his uh, water pistols, acting like they're real guns. And uh, I think he, he's got a screw loose. So then you call up the red flag Hotline. You call up the brigade, sheriff. Sheriff the flying the, brigade. The yeah, sheriff. Yeah. Right. Now what happens? All right. So the sheriff knocks on my door. Can we come in? No. And then they're going to say, "What's the, what's the rule now?" Well, we've got this red flag complaint, so now we're allowed to come in and we're allowed to seize your firearm. No, you're not allowed to come in. Well, now you're obstructing official business, so we're going to put you in cuffs and go in and seize your firearm because we got a red flag complaint. Right, that's one possibility. Hmm. Now let's say another. You knock on my door and you say, look, here is a summons. You have to show up in court on a red flag complaint. Yeah, what if it was like that? In the meantime, you're allowed to have your gun. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I show up in court and the court says, all right, well, I think you're crazy because only crazy people would ever fly a Nazi flag. Only crazy people would ever run around at night. So you get a bad bad judge is what you're saying. Well, not a bad judge, bad standards. 
So mm-hmm. what is the standard? Are you going to use the DSM-5 or 6 or whatever we're at now? To, and then where on the spectrum is crazy enough where you can't have a gun? It, it's, it, it's going to be impossible to come up with a consistently enforceable uh, diagnosis for crazy. Now, it's sort of like pornography, right? We all know it when we see it. We know the guy in Texas who is killing cats and uh, scream that he's going to go shoot up the whatever, the world. You know, that guy's crazy and he shouldn't have guns. We all agree. I And I agree. I, I, you know, so I'm not saying that I disagree sort of like the death penalty. It's not that I disagree that crazy people shouldn't have guns. It's that I have trouble understanding how it's not going to, or how we can, one, create standards that will be evenly applied, and two, how some, and maybe I, I should add this before I conclude, this is a this is an issue that has polar opposite opinions that people care about to their core let me ask like you abortion. this so I, I so yeah. so so what if we did this and, and 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 maybe this is an unfair thing and the standards are not right yep. what if we limited red flag situations to those so so it's so what would have to happen let, let, let's suppose the legislation was we will adopt the existing standards that a probate court would use to declare you incompetent. In fact, what we're going to require for red flag things to go in, to kick in is a probate court itself. It has to be a probate court and they have to apply all the same standards that they apply already to declare somebody incompetent. What if that was a standard Are our incompetency standards as they exist right now for a plethora, you know, a plethora, excuse me, of other uh, involvements in society, you know, like, you know, the ability to, you know, maybe to write a will, the ability to get married. Well, we already have something like that. I believe there's already something like that in place. So So what if it was that? Well, even does that give you more assurance that it would be fair if it was a probate court that made this decision? No, no, because look, and and again, I'm not going to poo poo it and say, don't do it. I, what I, here's, here's my, I'm just looking for a way that it can happen. Here's my input on this. Things like this sound good because we can all agree on them. But in as they get applied, yeah, as 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 they as it trickles down to the people with their boots on the ground applying, it's still a judge. It's still an individual making a complaint. It's still an individual psychologist who's going to have a different. I've had different opinions at a probate court many times where the state's uh, expert says my client is perfectly capable of uh, standing trial and is not incompetent. And then I hire my own, and they say, "No, this guy's wacko. There's no way he can. He doesn't right. understand what's going on." So a probate um, judge is pretty is supposed to be experienced in parsing that, right? Yeah, but who's going to present the other side of it? I gotcha. Oh, so, uh, okay. Who's okay. going to represent this guy? Have twenty five five thousand dollars to so, say so Steve, I'm not incompetent. So, Steve, yeah. right now, let's take a case that's less loaded with with uh, you know all of these constitutional things. Let's take your right to drive. So, I'm a, I'm a nephew, or I'm I'm a grandson, or something, or a neighbor, and this little old lady backs out of her driveway, or little old man backs out of his driveway you know, every day and hits the telephone pole. And, you know, it's obvious to, 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 to those who care about him and, and those who live near him that this person has bad eyesight or they, they have dementia or there's some issue. How does the BMV determine what's the process for de-licensing somebody's right to drive in Ohio? I'll just tell you how my dad did it. Yeah. My dad intentionally let my grandmother's license expire <laughs> and didn't help her get a new one. Okay. And then okay. took her in knowing full well she couldn't. that she didn't have her glasses uh, with her and she couldn't pass the eye test. Okay. Um, it's so not, the state was the bad too. guy on that one. Exactly. Yeah. But these are a little bit more concrete. There, there are some like eye tests that's a little bit more concrete. Well, I know doctors, for example, if you're, a, if, if, if you're an epileptic and you've had a seizure, a doctor will inform the BMV to suspend somebody's license yes. for so many days. And that happens. Right, until yeah. they're until it's proven that they're recovered. A lot of times, though, I have problems with that. Uh, look, you and I have friends that have gone through this, and, and here, here's the thing. Um, it doesn't come up as much because it's not a, a hotbed, politically charged thing. Like I was saying before, it's like this is, you know, people's right to drive, people's, uh, it's not a right. Privilege. Privilege to drive is not going to trigger the guttural response as ownership I hear, of firearms. I hear you. That's why I'm trying to see if so the you're analogy. you not going to get the corruption. Yeah. Oh, 
I got you. Uh, okay. You're not going to get people who have an agenda behind but their political eyes. Driven. Okay. Politically driven. Politically okay. driven. Okay. So you're, you're afraid. It, uh, fear is the wrong word. But you're concerned that I'm perhaps concerned. Yeah. a probate judge, instead of just deciding something about their competency, if it's competency to own weapons, they may have an axe to grind. Because it's that top well, and you're going to err on the side uh, yeah. of no guns. You've represented kids well, that, that have got swept up in the political wave of yes. whatever it might be and and they got caught in the wave of it yeah, and they, and they didn't get a fair shake let me yeah let me give a yeah. background to what i'm saying here because i, yeah, I am please, not I, i'm not do. i'm not against red flag laws i ha, i i question how they can be enforced right. uniformly and fairly yeah. without political influence without axe right. grinding both ways so you get somebody mm-hmm. who's got a pro gun agenda they're going to err on the side of giving the guy his gun back you got a you got a judge who's on the other agenda. They're gonna have they're gonna decide of taking it away. So here's 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 my here's my backdrop. I have seen this. I have represented people accused of crimes, and only because of a certain status that they hold in society, or only because of a job that they do in society, or only because it happens to uh, uh, cross into a sphere of a political charged uh, area of debate of the times. They get treated differently and it happens all the time. And they, like, so if you did the same thing, in other words, and it wasn't in this uh, political sphere, you're not going to get the same consequence. And it's, it's, it's driven by votes. It's driven by prosecutors with political agendas to say, we want to say we're tough on this issue and therefore we're going to treat this very seriously. We're going to target certain things. We've seen it out of DOJ. Right now we're seeing it out of DOJ with guns. Back in Obama's years, all of a sudden I was getting people charged with regulatory gun crimes. And I'm not talking like they were possessing guns and using them for crimes. They were engaged in gunsmithing and they, they took the gun to their garage to work right, on it. And right. they got indicted on yeah. a five-year federal felony. Yeah, wow. because that, they, they, they were construed as a manufacturer or something. It, right. They, they, yeah. they screwed up the paperwork. Yeah. It, it, it clearly screwed it up. Well, actually, not always clearly screwed it up, but let's assume clearly screwed it up. Yeah. But then all of a sudden indicted on crimes, I could put him in prison for a decade. Right. And, and you know, that only uh, the next year after Obama left office, I didn't see any of those. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right. Wow. So yeah. tell me what that means. You know, I right. and it's the same under yeah, if I really dug into it with the Republicans in charge, I could find their agenda, their little. Sure. Oh, yeah. Issues. So now sure. so now I'm starting to come around to the same concern you're bringing up. So I started out being a little sympathetic to Matthew McConaughey's little speech on red flags. And I I sort of saw, you know, if it was fair, I sort of saw the logic. Right. Okay, so so there are people who are uh, judged by impartial, you know, uh, magistrates to be truly nuts. Let's not let them have guns. I think we all agree that would be great in a perfect world if we could do it. But now I'm starting to see how this would work in real life. So think of I'm thinking as a magistrate. So I'm a magistrate and I don't want any I don't want any tragedies that can be tracked back to my decisions. Yes, yeah, so you're going to so, err. So, 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 I'm, so people are, the sheriff's going to come to me and a guy's ex-wife or a guy's current wife or his daughter or whatever. I don't know all the dynamics. All I know is that I have these people who don't have a record, don't seem to have an ax to grind, telling me that this person that they're related to or that they know or the, somebody that they you know, were called on in the case of a sheriff, that this person looks to be nutty right mm-hmm. possibly unstable so i'm a judge right and i got to think now now what is what is the safe thing to do for society is it to let this guy keep his constitutional rights which i let's say i take that very seriously or is it well there's a small percentage chance here that this guy really is going to do something the safe thing for me to do as a judge that runs for elections every 4 years you know, and wants to keep my position, the safe thing is, hey, take away his rights. Right. So you're going to, it's not even that there's a small percentage of a chance that this guy is not mentally stable to have a gun. It is that you don't want somebody in public accusing you of letting crazy people have guns. Of being lax, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Even if nothing happens, the backlash itself would be concerning. Right. And you know, I get I'm, this, I'm seeing that now, Steve. I yeah. get this all the time in things like stay away orders, yeah. civil protection orders, where I've represented people 
who are accused of, of, I did it just this week, I had somebody who was accused of behavior that resulted in a civil protection order that frankly was nonsense. It was total nonsense, but the judge issued the order because they didn't, the judge didn't want to be the one yeah. who said, mm. I didn't issue the order and something else happened. Right. Yeah. And this guy now can't leave his house. He can't, that's, that's, that's too far, but he, he's restricted in his freedom now in a way that it, it, that on evidence and testimony that I think was influenced uh, and it was biased and it was, it was testimony by, from his rivals, right? From people yeah, who had an ax to right. grind with him. How's yeah. it going to be any different with guns? Well, and, it, to, to bend this a little bit, ju- ju- just the same kind of mindset I think is driving the decision. It's really a knee jerk kind of reaction without a lot of thought, but I think the same impulse is driving the, uh, school district superintendents that are out of hand saying, Oh no. Oh hell no. I'm not going to allow teachers or the right. janitor or uh you know, administrators. Yeah, they don't want to be the ones criticizing. No, 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 no. Because right? what yeah. what if that right. guy's gun goes off and he shoots himself in the That's foot right. or a child, you know, by accident or they've had a bad day and and they become the shooter. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah. So you, you don't know. want to be the one that lands on you and you're going to take right. the politically popular position, whatever just that saying, is nope. in your yeah. voting district. Right. And you know, I guess I, I would say maybe the best way to conclude is this. I am certainly open to reading the legislation or the regulatory scheme that somebody might create, but I am skeptical because I'm because what's going to happen is this quote: "We got to do something." End quote. Right. And that something always looks good and it always sounds good, but in right. practice, it's a disaster. Right. And the problem with this is, as uh, as our friend Thomas Sowell would write, is that the politicians who create this crap are never around long enough to have to deal with the backlash of it. It's always the next person's problem, and then they blame that person for the problem, not the first person's incompetent or ineffective regulatory scheme. Well, and and to get to that point of saying we've got to do something means you've kicked the can down the road so damn far. Now you're up against a wall, and now you have to say that we have to do something. Well, what about 10 years ago? What about 15 years ago? When people use this word, what they're really saying is, I acknowledge that what I'm going to do here won't solve the problem, but it's going to look good, and we got to act like we're doing something. Right. That's really what they're saying. There's almost a a, a relationship that's proportional, that the – the less deliberative Congress is, the quicker that they react to anything, you know, the, the, the more impulsive it is, it, almost in every case, the quicker that they decide to do something, the worse sure. the, the outcome's yeah, going to be. It's a knee-jerk. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. what we're all thinking. Because they're, they're not being deliberative in no. this case at all. And it's true across the board. Pick it's an, true. Pick an agenda. I mean, the facts of you, Uvalde are still coming out. In fact... Just this past week, the school district police chief, not the city police chief, but the one in charge of the school district's cops, you know, the SROs and all that stuff. He said, now he's on the scene, right? He's got something like 50 cops of various jurisdictions there. He's in charge of the school district's police force. He has now stated on the record that he did not know. Everybody thought he was in charge. He himself is saying, hey, don't blame me. I didn't know I was in charge. I mean, can you believe that? It is a fundamental failure of enormous magnitude, and the magnitude couldn't be any more severe. So they, it's now coming out, cops were in that building within two minutes. And didn't stop it. Of, 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 of. uh, Because they didn't have their body armor. Yeah. But they were in the building two minutes after the perp, right? And did not act. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, look, you could say this is a, this is a. Well, before I go there, let me let me just say this. I heard a stat of the last six school shooters. They didn't. They had one thing in common. They had lots in common, but one big thing in common: no fathers in the home. Oh yeah, that's huge. No fathers. Oh in the home. wow! No, you didn't no hear that thread. That's huge. And huh? So I, I think this is like every all these politicians always want to make these kind of things. Yeah. Single cause outcomes. Right. And they're not. Right. They don't. In fact, the people who preach to us about all of the root causes and sociology behind a lot of problems in our country, they seem to, on purpose, put that on the shelf and ignore it when it comes to gun crime. Right. And then the mm. other side, they, is they don't want to talk mistake. about, they just want to ban the item. They don't want to talk about the behavior and what right. led up the root causes. 
that's very unpopular to talk about because we don't want to talk about the absence of fathers. And then the, the pro-gun people won't go here. They won't say this. Well, wait a minute, because there are lots of kids out there without fathers who don't shoot schools. Right. Right. So it that is that is one thing it in common. It is one factor. It yeah. is one thing in common. It right. may not even be a factor, but it needs to be studied. Right. Another right. thing in common is they all procured firearms. So you could say that firearms are the problem. Well but another it's, it's a fallacy. Another thing that's common is they're all fascinated by violence. And I know you didn't like this comment when I brought it up, but I would like you to think about this a little bit. And and maybe I'm being too strong. Maybe maybe you just didn't like my absolute tone. But I think I think these games, the the video stuff and the games and the online stuff and these 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 uh, first person uh, chase things where you shoot aliens or soldiers from World War II or call you know Call of Duty and all this stuff. The the point of those games is to fuzz up and and make you think while you're in that world, while you're in that make-believe world, is to make you feel like it's as real as possible. That's the whole that's the whole thing that triggers all those endorphins, you know, makes it so attractive to it, especially to young men when they're playing these games, is the idea that I'm it's virtual like like I'm actually in this but I don't get hurt so I can blow away a couple of hundred zombies right with my machine gun but you know when I take off my my virtual goggles and put down my my Game Boy you know controls nobody really got hurt but the point of those games is to disassociate people from reality and put them in an unreal world and train them up and condition them to feel like they can be violent in their fantasy world, but in the real world, we know they can't do that. And I think a lot of young men are 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 struggling trying to figure out what is the real world. Is it that world, or you know? Okay, well, I, I mean, okay, I'm I willing mean, to concede that we should create a, a, a an hypothesis that says, yeah, I wonder if those school shooters. Or people prone to this kind of behavior all play games, and if so, what impact? Well, does I'm that not have? saying all. It's a huge factor, Steve. Maybe let, it is. Maybe let me, it isn't. Let me, statistically, though, it's not. Yes, yeah, statistically, right. it is. No, no, no. Statistically, it's not no, the, because the, there are more people who play violent video games than by by enormous no, exponential uh, margins than those who don't. But you, but, but, but yeah. it's it's statistically just as valid as your point about boys without fathers. So it, it is. It is. It's a, it may it, be a common thread. That's what I'm saying. Common, I would like to know if all, all saying, those kids right? that engaged in school so, shootings so, engaged in gameplay. So you don't have to say all. The majority certainly do. I mean, that is something uh, I've read. To an, say how many? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's the majority. Now, so, now let me just let me just get this on the record as proof of the fact that video games affect the brain. Why would advertisers spend millions of dollars to place an ad in the middle of the Super Bowl? for example, right? Because those videos will influence people to do something that the advertisers want them to do. Buy a product, rent something, invest in something, whatever it is, whatever their goal is. So if you can influence people by what they see, a video, right? In a Super Bowl ad, the same people in Hollywood that produce those cannot come to me credibly and say that their video games don't influence this very same receptor for sure. So you've got yeah. people. It's probably. I mean, the, come on. The, we're not. We're not, I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is there are going to be a long list of possible contributors contributors to right. this behavior. Right. And if we're going to really be honest about it, we need to look at all of them. Yeah. And there has to be a really really careful assessment of it. It's not just that people come from a single family home with right. a doting mother. It's not just that people yeah, right. play video games. It's not no, just it's that not just one people thing. were bullied. Right. No, it's I not agree. just that people uh, well, are on the fringe. Because there, there are some people that get addicted to the, the, the pornography much quicker than right. others. That's right. It, it's a chemical so, imbalance, look, bounce, whatever. consume alcohol, I think. I don't because it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right. So, look, is alcohol the problem? I don't know. Yeah, you drop mm -hmm. acid you instead. Know, it's instead, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm about the meth. And, you know, that doesn't work for you guys. But as, as I often tell my clients, look, there is no recreational right. methamphetamine use 
Right. No. Or crack cocaine right. use. There's not, is well, there? I, yeah. use, I use it, you know, recreationally. I've had people God. Like, Look, you know, crack cocaine is not really a How do you not drug. smile after they say that? <laughs> right. so it's not really a recreational drug. Right. It's not like you're going to take that. Now, methamphetamine, you could say it is, because a lot of people take it for ADHD. But I like what sure. I like about where, where we're going here, and I like your list, and I, and, I, and, and I would not say it's exclusively one thing or the other. I agree yeah. with you. I think it's more complex, and I think it varies by person. I, I don't think it, sure. it can be. And, it, it has to be a combination of and many look, things. That's yeah. right. The anti-gun people make it a zero-sum equation. That's right. Mm-hmm. And shame on that. It's just the item. Almost to the exclusion of, of the one thing, of the low-hanging fruit we could do right now, which is yeah. put security in place to protect our kids. Right. Look, I'm not saying by putting security in place and protect our kids, should we ignore all these other things? That's right. I am That's saying- right. That we can all do right now. Hey, and, mom and dad, if your son or daughter is spending every waking hour, except when they're in class, you know, playing violent computer games, you know, you need to get a handle. Well, look, that's if they're playing exactly. Violent computer games, they're running around with uh, acting in ways that are counterculture. Yeah. Right. right yeah. Right. You know, right. That's really what this is. That's I mean, right. You know, and, you know, we can, we all know when we see it. Yeah. But now we have to understand how can we identify it? Like we're, we're playing the, the, the Tom Cruise movie here. Um, minority report, you know, yeah, right. mm-hmm. the future. Yes. Yeah, so it's very difficult yeah. to do that. And, so, and, and right. it's very unconstitutional in lots of ways to do that. But if you're a parent, you are doing that every damn it's not day. It's the government doing it. If you're a parent, it's a parent. That's right. Right. Parents. So, and just got a man up, woman up and go, yeah, look, stop that. You cannot, this, I heard, you know, what's with, what's, what's with the Gothic, you know, yeah. uh, uh, it, it, you know where they cut why themselves. Why are you getting tattoos on your face right it, now? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And why are you in the basement with in, the lights off playing, you know. Indulgent. Kill a Nazi all day. Parental know? indulgence of behavior is a huge factor. It's a so huge factor. when I tell my, and look, it, this is not to criticize mothers and not to criticize fathers. It is to say that both are important. Yeah. So a mother is going to be more prone to say, oh, sweetie. Um, you know, you had a long day. You can stay up a little bit later and watch your favorite TV yeah. show on your phone. Right. The dad's going to say, screw that, rub some dirt in it and go to bed. Yeah. You know, and you know, the mother's going to say, well, come on. And the balance in the middle of that is what's important. Right. Right. And, uh, but otherwise the kids don't, and if you're missing one or the other, there are problems that ensue or both, you know, so like, him, well, right. like this Ramos guy, right. He didn't have his mom or his father. Right. Worst uh, the, case scenario. Right. He's living yeah. with grandma and grandpa that he bullied. And then he shot the grandma in the face. Right. Would have killed grandpa if he was even at home, stole their truck. And look, I, I people hate me for this. And if you hate me for it, so be it. Yeah. Um, or you think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a politically incorrect asshole. So be it. I just, I, I just call it like I see it. Yeah. I see kids coming in with either without a father figure yeah. and come by coming in. I mean, in my office charged with crime, sure. a father figure yeah. or with a father figure who is sort of checked out yeah. and with a, an overprotective mother. Mm. So a boy with an overprotective mother, and I'm going to define what I mean by that, not clinically, but what I see Okay, mothers who, if I ask the kid what happened, the mom answers. If I, uh, if it, the kid doesn't call me to make the appointment, the mom does. I'm talking like 18 year olds. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and the mom bugs me constantly more than the son. Yeah. Um, and you know, the son when in the interaction in the office, the son treats the mother poorly. The, the son it sounds like the mother is, is the, wanting you to be the father. The kid's a spoiled brat. Yeah. Let's put and, it that and, way. And a lot yeah. of children today are indulged, spoiled brat. A lot of children today, I would call feral. And, and fathers like, can like, do that too. Like, like feral. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're left to their own devices yeah. in, yeah. in nature. Mom is, you know. That would be better. That would be better, frankly, because nature, <laughs> be. nature is one hell of a teacher. Well, <laughs> that's but I, true. I, I, I think we're raising. <laughs> I'm talking about mothers who protect their kids from nature. Well, I I hear what yeah. you're saying, but see, you know, but that's in the context of when the kid's in trouble. So now they're being protected. No, no, no. I mean, where like, was that mom asserting herself? That's what I want to know. But it's the type of assertion. So are yeah. you, is this the mother who's going to go beat up the kid I'm not, who's no. fighting your son? No. That, or is, right. Helicopter you know, moms. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm talking about is kids left to their own d- devices and you end up with Lord of the Flies. You end up, you end up with William Golding's Nightmare where, where you've got children right. raising children, children in charge sure. of other children, that's because right. those are the only figures in their life that have any he discipline. predicted the future. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. That's right. But, yeah. But, but again, this is what I see, this overprotective mother. And by overprotective, I mean not letting your kid fail. 
yeah. making sure that he's got a starting position at second base on the baseball team by being the loud, obnoxious mom. The kids, our kids need to fail. They need to fail miserably, and they need to fail in a way that is that is harmless, and it always is harmless at a young age. I mean, I'm not saying walk out in traffic. Yeah. What I'm saying Damn. is if your kid's failing a class, look, I'll just I'll, I'll fess up. I had a, a meeting with at school one time, and uh, I'm not going to mention which of my family of sons, <laughs> which of my sons it was. Sure. The kid's like, look, the, the kid's uh, the kid's failing. And I and I and I looked at the at the group at the the whoever the all the teachers over there and I was like well so what and they're like well you know you know we need to do blah 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 I was like well do it drop the hammer yeah and I said what what happens if he fails well it was Con- like crickets consequences like, give him an F yeah has he earned an F yeah. give him an F and let the yeah. consequences flow because at That's sixth right. grade it doesn't make a hill of beans right. difference right. in the context of his life so dude it's just like my dad told me Norm I catch drugs in your room right I was not using drugs but this was his speech used on all his kids if I catch you with drugs I'm not just punishing you I'm calling the cops mm-hmm. I'm calling the cops like I'm, you're you're going to go through the legal system yeah. if I catch you. Now this is my dad who's a defense attorney, my dad who's a judge, my dad who's a politician. He's saying I'm going to call the artillery strike on you. Yep. Just fucking dare me and I'll do it. I'll do that it. That was my dad. And mm-hmm. I've told my sons same thing. Look, you got a defense lawyer for a dad. Yeah. Sorry, I don't work for you. You don't get a get, I'll, I'll a, get out of jail free card I'll because I'll of tell, that. I'll yeah. tell a, a yeah. little yeah. quick story on my dad that'll make everybody it'll lighten up this discussion a little bit. So I got my first ticket. I, I I went through a pink light, right? Get a ticket. I'm on my temps even. Okay, and I wanted that license to go to the prom, right? So I just got my license, going to go to the junior prom in high school. Got the date. Everything's cooking. I get this damn ticket. And I go, okay, God, I've got the best lawyer in town, my dad. Dad, will you go down to juvie court with me and be my attorney? My dad says, sure, I will, son. I go down there. (laughs) Now, my dad knew everybody at the courthouse, right? He knew all the judges. He himself was a politician, elected to office, just like all these judges. So I go down there. My dad says, uh, you know, judge says, "Ah, good morning, uh, Norm. How you doing? Oh, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here for my son. He's uh, been charged with uh, going through a, a light, and he wants to contest it, Your Honor. Well, let's hear the case. And my dad says, well, Your Honor, let me put it this way. You're going to have to do what you got to do. <laughs> I looked at my dad. I looked at my dad, and I said, I mean, this is... I mean, you got to be shitting me. This is <laughs> F. Lee. This is my F. Lee Bailey right, quality. You're a hero. Yeah, right. right. Dad, are you shitting me? I could have I come down here and done that. I could come down here and say, well, Your Honor, you know, uh, just lay it on me. So, so, yeah, they took my license away. So, you were set up on a shelf no so badly shit. on that one. That oh, was, my God. Know, I mean, and I just, I mean, that was an object <laughs> lesson, baby, that, you know, you screw up. So my, my parents were tough on me. I'm not saying I turned out perfect, but I, okay. You know, I've never been arrested for a felony. You get the, you get the consequences of your actions. I I learned a few things. You had boundaries. I had guardrails and boundaries. Yep. Guard. It's like, it's like when I took my kids bowling as kids, I didn't, I never realized this until I had kids that they have like these rails that come up when you bowl. Mm Yeah. So right. Like they can't go to the gutter. Yeah, right. They right, can't right, go right. to the gutter. Otherwise, there's no fun because they're they all can, going to the gutter. But right. They can hit no pins. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they can roll it in such a way that they don't hit anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and it, it, you know, when do you take the guardrails down? Right. And, and how often and on what, sir? I don't know. Be yeah. a parent. But right. when do you take the baseball off the tee? Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hardest thing I have ever done as a parent. We've talked about this. One of the hardest things I've ever done as a parent is to watch my kids screw up. Yeah. It is nauseatingly painful for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Nauseating to watch it's my kid fun. ride the pine right. in Little League. I, it, I mean, yeah, it is right. like, yeah. damn it. I know. Everything I can do not to want to go intervene. Exactly. And, I, mm-hmm. I I resisted as much as I could. I wasn't perfect about it. Yeah. I, I'm sure I have committed many a fallacy right. or many a many a wrong decisions as a father. Sure, but you know I think if if we let our kids not fail 
or if you have one parent, and I'm just saying, generally speaking, what I'm observing, it's mother. I'm sure there's overprotective fathers who do the same damn thing. Oh, probably oh, equally dude. as much now. I think it all depends on the depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, emerging as yeah, much. Sure. Right, uh, well, yeah. just given the dynamic. Absolutely. But, but uh, you know, if you're not calling this stuff out, it's going to keep going. And anyway, let's. Uh, I think we damn. beat this horse. Dead. Let me let me ask you about an, another uh, police related thing. So this particular past few days. Uh, locally, uh, I think it was either a consent agreement or legislation, an ordinance, but something was done that will henceforth bar the Columbus City Police from using uh, traditional tools, non-lethal tools, to contain crowds. Stupid. And isn't that stupid? Stupid. So, so we're allowing people to protect themselves, which I'm in favor this of. This is with the permit. I got to do something syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is all based on how they reacted to the high street uh, violence during the BLM Antifa march that, that they put out tear gas and rubber bullets. I don't know what the hell they did. I wasn't here. But I mean, OK, if they made some mistakes in that case, uh, they paid a fine. I know address, that he, it, address the individuals who screwed up, address the training problems, yeah. address it all. But to take away their non-lethal. Well, well, so well, now what are they going to do? More death. They're going to go up to people and say, gee, golly jeepers, I really wish you wouldn't kick that uh, big glass window. In. More death. More death. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I don't mean just at the hands of the police. I mean, at the hands of the of the people who weren't stopped by the police. So you, you, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I like, do. If the police don't have measures, then it just amps up to, the situation. It's sort of, it's, it's a, it's a good parallel to what we've been talking about That's with parents, right? right? Yeah, so right. if we create an environment where the inmates can run the asylum, where the criminals out there and they know it, have carte blanche and they know it yeah. and they're not stopped. It's a police free zone. Basically is what we're creating. It's chaos. It, so yeah, so it restricts the use of chemical agents, helicopters, and explosives, and pyrotechnics in order to avoid their misuse right, or overuse. So like, what, so what is that? So what is Brett, that? Brett, help me out. Was that legislation or is it a court decision? What, it what? says the legislation. Okay, so it's, it was at least city, the sentence starts city, it. City yeah. ordinance. So what the hell does that mean? So you've, got some, you've got some members of a legislative body, city ordinance, city who council, are not experts by any measure in police. They're hamstringing their own police. This is political. So, and what they're talking about pyrotechnics, they're talking about flashbang grenades. Yeah, and, and you know, right. like okay. stuff that is uh, very uncomfortable, maybe even could cause some injury. But when they do that, so say they're going to execute a search warrant, they're going to shoot these flashbangs in, and it basically stuns everybody. Yeah, and you know, it. it I, I can I can see the arguments how this is so unfair and it's got this racially disparate impact and whatever it would be. But it, when they do that, at least nobody's getting shot, right? Because yeah. if the police just go in. Um, then, and, and they get some force in response, then it's more likely that they're going to get shot. Now, I'm not advocating for the use of these flashbangs, and I'm sure there are downsides, but wouldn't it be better to say we need to explore this and determine the best use of these things and train and learn and educate our police force on what to do and when and how? So, we so do it with the military. So, yeah. Steve, yeah. So, Steve, yeah. Here, 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 this is classic. So we do have a demonstration that we do know a lot about, and we know what happened. The, the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, where the police set up barricades, and they did not act proactively. They did nothing. They did. They, they got were, out of hand. They were yeah. barred yeah. by their local council in that city, Waukesha. They were barred from taking preventative action, non-lethal means. So... Even Rittenhouse, after the shooting, went up to the police and said, hey, I just shot some guys. They said, son, go home. Yep. <laughs> That's what they told him. And, and, they weren't even willing to deal with the shooting. And this as, is what I said. Yeah. Columbus. That's how it's passive too, it's, the police were. Too much get. going on at the same time, I too. Was, yeah. There was a lot. All of us were debating in our in our kitchen tables, in our workplaces, et cetera, when this crap was going on in Columbus. And, I, and you know, somebody that a close friend of mine, she and I were debating this. And, and then when all of a sudden... We had this curfew that I wasn't allowed downtown at my office at certain hours. Yeah. I was absolutely indignant. And she was like, well, isn't this what you wanted? The government response. I said, no. What I wanted was the government to step in and enforce the damn law the second it happened. Mm -hmm. So the second they shut down High Street during rush hour. Right. Or the second they don't have a permit and they're taking over the city, you got to put it down. Aren't you a First Amendment? Yes, I am. Go get a permit. Have your protest. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
I, in fact, I will help you get the damn permit. Sure. I will represent you for nothing to get the sure. permit. That's how right. firmly I believe right. in, in First Amendment freedoms. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. People hate me for it. I don't care if it's a KKK. I don't care if it's Black no. Lives Matter. No. Everybody's got the right. Yeah. Everybody's so, got the right. Absolutely. Yep. So another piece of this is, well, employees of the city, including the division of the police, are prohibited from using the infliction of pain to punish or return not, uh, deter nonviolent protesters. So even the city employees go, okay, yeah, come on right. in. Hands off. Come on in the building. Right. Take it, it over. Um, and, and screw, you know, here's my pain. office. And think how vague that is. Exactly. Pain. Are we talking about mental pain? Are we talking about physical pain? And what is physical pain? Norm, Norm your tolerance for pain well, is that, totally, the, totally different than mine. Well, dude, that, so the, that the, needs a definition. Well, that's the end of tear gas right there. Right. That's the end of that's uh, the end tear of, gas yeah. and mace. Yeah. And you know what? Mace yeah. sucks. It sucks getting mace. A city employee cannot carry a, a mace and use it A now. little bear spray. Right. Nothing. So what's right. going to happen? I'm going to start carrying a damn gun. And if somebody attacks me, I'm just going to use it. Look, a mace. Don't, you know, yeah. I, I, it's probably not going to be that wow. kind of. Well, I mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse. What, uh, that is what happens. People take the law not into their own hands, but they yeah. start to enforce the law. Yeah. They become the police. You've, I felt, and I felt it. I didn't act on it, but I felt it. I was down here during those riots, yeah. and there were windows getting smashed around my building. Right. And I felt it. I felt violated. Sure. And I didn't necessarily disagree with the protesting. It, that, that's what's so crazy about right. it. It's like, yeah. it's the means. The I means, just what are you people doing? I thought yeah. to myself, nobody's going to protect my building from having its window shattered except for me. So do I go buy plywood and screw it into the aluminum window frames or do I screw it into the bricks? What do I ruin and what's going to be easiest to fix? Or do I sit here with my own weapons and defend my building? Well, we know what, what the do I do? We know what the Korean uh, uh, shop owners did in L.A., right? During the Rodney Keith King thing. You know, the Korean, the Korean uh, uh, quickie marts, you know, in L.A., where the guys stood out in front of their shops with uh, their AR-15s, those shops didn't get burned down, right? Right, yeah. because they were the police. Because because the police were in but absentia, the, but, they they gave up the city to the protesters. And the problem mm. is, so regular people like Kyle Rittenhouse or these Korean shop owners, they got to become the police. We all recognize that this can happen, and the police can't stop at all. But now we have legislation that prohibits them from stopping it peacefully, right? And, yeah. or without without uh, lethal force. And the yeah. people who want to stage a violent riot now. Know it. I can just they read, but I just they know they the, the it, game plan is right it, here. Now the policy is in print, so, and they're it's yeah. Uh, and what well, happens if somebody comes through the window of my building and I'm sitting there with a firearm yeah, and I use it? Right. Like what happens? You're the bad guy immediately. Nothing good. Nothing. Nothing good. good. Nothing good. No, not for that person, and not for not you. For me. I'd, I would Either not way. take any pleasure. No. In fact, it would ruin my life right. if I had to take somebody's life. Right. It would ruin my life. Right. I, I don't sure. know that I would, my mental health would tank. Right. I, you know, it, it would ruin my life. Right. Yeah. Along with the family around that person that came yep. in yeah. because he or she may have got swept up in the momentum right. of the movement yep. and came in. I, and I don't advocate for this. This is a little bit tangential, but city council would change their mind if somebody came in to their house. Right. Into their, their meeting, chamber. into their chamber, because mm -hmm. that that section right well, they there just security. Yeah, they yeah, hire, they all hire private security. That, yeah, that they section hire, right they there they says nobody, the nobody in that room can stop them from coming into that that council chamber. It is it well, is, that's, that's the, amazing, the, isn't that the irony that we're having right now over the January sixth hearings? Yeah. Yes, you know, yeah. in, in in contrast to how the federal government's viewing the assassination threat on Brett Kavanaugh. And the threats to Amy Coney Barrett and yep. the other people who possibly are going to issue this decision that overturns Roe. That, you know, implied uh, approval of violence and mass demonstrations and disturbing them at church, disturbing them in their homes, uh, even kind of saying it blowing off the New York Times on page 23. That's where they cover the assassination attempt on on Kavanaugh we all know that if it was a trumper that was going to assassinate you know uh the, 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 a liberal on the supreme court it would be a major story yeah right and, and you so, know, so 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 it's yeah. it's a two-faced uh, hypocrisy if there were a pro-lifer caught with weapons outside Ruth Gader Ginsburg Ginsburg's right. house years sure. ago right um it would have been or Sotomayor 
now. Sotomayor. I mean, people would wig out. It would be all they talk about. It would be world news. And there would be, they would shut down those riots on their street. They would, they would, they would, they would enact all those new laws, new rules, well, new this, new the that. existing federal Gotta laws that Merrick Garland is not charging anybody with that's on the books, which we've discussed. And Rob Muse said is enforceable. Yeah. Mm. You know, no, it's, um, what, what it, was it's it? Such it's such a section, double standard. Section 18, 1507, I think what it was. It's on the books now that when there is a decision pending by, uh, in a court, uh, that you cannot protest in front of the house to influence the decision uh, of a judge, a juror, or any of the legal uh, uh, participants in the trial I'm at sorry. a at, at a SCOTUS level. At, yeah, at, yeah. It, well, at any federal court. Oh, at federal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, and I, Merrick I'm Garland, sorry, you just can't doing nothing. Have it both ways. You, you can't have it. Not have it both no. ways. And I would be equally outraged if there was an armed assassin outside. Any liberal judges? I would. House. I right. would too. And that's the difference. We are consistent. I try to be. We are pro-life. We are anti-violence, and we love everybody. That's right. That's yes. right. And 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 you know, I don't. I always try to call out the flaws in the logic that I see. Not that I have the answers, but I think it's worthy of discussion, like the red flags laws. There's more to discuss there than meets the eye on both sides. I learned a lot from you today, Steve. I, 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 yeah. My position changed because of our conversation. Well, and no. maybe I'm not, I'm not against it. I just need to see it how needs it's to going be to be fleshed out more. I just yeah. need to see it. And how can we do it consistently? And how can we make sure it's not influenced by the political agendas of those who have the political agendas? Yeah. So. yeah and you've certainly opened my eyes to that uh, moving too fast. Yeah. That knee-jerk reaction, it, we got to do something reaction. That That's opened my eyes over the past years working on the podcast with you and stuff. That really has. It's like, yeah, you're right, slow down. Slow down. This problem wasn't built in a day. It's exactly. solved in a day. Yeah. Exactly. Good slow advice. Down. Good yeah. advice. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got any nuggets we can uh, plow through and then we'll wrap it up? Well, you know, there's there's some some very interesting things. So just, you know, some blips on the on the radar screen. So out in Arizona, they have, you know, I don't know why this takes almost two years after the election. And it, and it just shows you that, you know, it's a fait accompli. By the time they figure out what's crooked in, a, in a, an election, if you haven't taken steps to protect the ballot process ahead of time, it's too late. But, but at any rate, the, they have now determined uh, that for sure 19,000 ballots in a state that was determined by 10,000 votes 19,000 ballots came in late past the deadline and should not have been counted. They now agree in Arizona that that's a case. And furthermore, a DNC operative and office holder, public office holder, has been charged and, and, uh, and some of the people uh, around her have turned state's evidence uh, for harvesting and using coercive tactics, political tactics, to force people to vote a certain way. So, in fact, there is election fraud, and in fact, there is proof. And this was in one of the four states that True the Vote, you know, found the yeah. the mules were very active at the state of Arizona. Another very interesting thing that I know hits a, a hot button with a lot of people is um, in the school system, the Missouri Attorney General has now subpoenaed uh, the records of seven school districts over surveys taken at the behest of contractors of CRT materials, books, and and videos, and um, teacher, uh, you know, handbooks, um, and uh, uh, syllabuses uh, that are, these surveys are given to students without the parents' knowledge in school about the lifestyle, politics of the parents, their health, the, the, the child's uh, professed gender, et cetera. These kinds of questions uh, are being harvested from these schools um, by contractors and obviously the Missouri AG thinks that, you know, that is illegal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, we've got Biden going to Saudi Arabia and, and, and okaying uh, European sales of oil by Venezuela and, you know, not dropping any new, uh, leases here in the United States. So, you know, Biden, look- Biden must've got a tax return from God because apparently <laughs> Exxon Mobil makes more than God. Yeah. And, 
You know, he, and in our own state, the first thing DeWine did when he became governor was push for an increase in the gasoline uh, tax. Yeah, you know, where's our tax relief, Gov? Hey, Gov, like other states have done, like Georgia, Georgia suspended their gas tax to to lower the cost per gallon for their citizens. Which would be at least Ohio, fifty cents, probably. Ohio, at least. Yeah, oh, it is. Ohio yeah. is higher than the national average right yeah. now. The national average is five oh one, roughly. And Ohio's at like 509. Hey, you can eat off our roads. Come on. They're good. Come on. And, and while this may not be a, a nugget, <laughs> it's, it's worthy of comment and then maybe even further discussion as it unfolds. But uh, recordings now have emerged of Hunter Biden discussing on tape how his dad will do his ever, whatever he wants. His dad believes in, in the same causes he can. Basically, what he was saying is. I can get my dad to get the, on board with any cause that I think is important because he he thinks I'm important. The big guy. The big guy. Right. And he was talking about his dad. And, and oh, this yeah. is this is this is not this is a recording. This is on yeah. the tape. Now there's always context before and after, but yeah, that's right. what I heard. That, that's pretty damning stuff. Again, not in mainstream media anywhere near the cap. Not even uh, it's it's sort of down in the yeah. bottom. Right hand corner page thirty, opens, yeah, right. Uh, with Kavanaugh. Well, when Jim Jordan Jeez. is uh, running uh, the House uh, after this election this fall, I'm sure there's going to be Hunter Biden Biden hearings, yeah. uh, and, and possibly an impeachment of Maybe. Biden. And and I'm not for that, but uh, well, either, yeah, either way, let's hear the evidence. Uh, well, hear the evidence, but right. uh, I mean, they impeached Trump for a phone call. Yeah, I get it. That, yeah, yeah. That, for a that, phone doesn't, call. that doesn't make a stupid impeachment of Biden any more viable. That's that's true. That's, so yeah. Biden, in the stuff they're talking about with Biden, if it's if it's new, if it's novel, if it's ongoing, I'll listen. But if it's about something that happened four years ago, well, you know, it is yeah. what it is. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up Lawyer Talk Roundtable. Uh, always the wrap-up announcements. If you want your own podcast, you call uh, Brett over at Circle 270 Media. Send us an email at channel511.com or go to our website. You'll see a way to, to uh, send us a... Uh, a request for information. Happy birthday, Jared. And Jared, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, yes. Jared. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday. Good, he can be celebrating. Yes. yes. And uh, so if you want your podcast, get your podcast. We'll get your podcast done right here. It's sort of like Bill Cosby's picture pages, for those who remember that crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Picture wrote. pages, picture pages. Time <laughs> to get your picture pages. pages. Time to get oh your crayons and your pencils. Something. Da, 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 da. <laughs> get your picture pages. Tell Bill Cosby does another picture page with you. Oh and then he's going to go... Uh, drug and rape women later oh for god's sake you know uh anyway so we'll wrap it up with that this has been lawyer talk round table edition taking on the toughest topics providing the greatest insight the most intellectually honest insight of anyone across the globe you heard it here right here at lawyer talk round table off the record on the air at least until now